You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. Not good, not good. But one guy who's always good. Actually, he's great. You know what? He's excellent. Chase Kitty of the Lion's Edge podcast presented by BetMGM. He joins the show right here, right now on the Roman Guest Line. Chase, how is your Friday going, sir? Are you happy to be at the end of the week? Uh, yeah, really happy. Vacation next week. I got bets coming out of my ears tonight. So uh, you just tip your, your typical Friday <laughs> night, cap everything, uh, boys night kind of deal. Where are you going for vacation, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, down to Emerald Island, North Carolina. Nice, nice. What nice. are you going to do there while you're there? <laughs> uh, hopefully, nothing is is the game plan. I don't know. I don't know where that lay on where that lies on Quentin's uh, beach power ranking. <laughs> I, I don't want to remember my beach power rankings. I'm, I'm taking those down because I, I was I was I gave a very bad take that night, and I apologize uh, to all those who were offended uh, in South Carolina. Oh, the Myrtle Beach. Yeah, it was a bad. I was thinking about Ocean City, Maryland. It's not the same as Myrtle Beach. I actually love Myrtle. I'm thinking Beach. about going to a concert at Ocean City, you guys. But anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Is Journey performing? No, 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 no Journey, no Journey. Journey? Dave Matthews Band, though. Oh, there you go. Chase, you said you got a bunch of bets tonight. We love bets here. What are you doing tonight? Throw us a couple. All right, so first of all, I'm I'm with you on the Kansas City play, Ryan. Uh, I I thought you had a perfect cap last hour. I have basically nothing to add to it. Seeing the Astros at minus 130, minus 135 in that neighborhood on BetMGM. It's just so easy. Brad Singer, two and one. Uh, the, the Royals are two and one when Singer starts. Uh, he, he's, he's a plus money bet so far, added value. So I am on the uh, the sort of easy contrarian play there as well. Uh, I've got the Braves, Rockies over eleven. That's a little bit later in this hour. Uh, I mean, anytime you take Atlanta's bats into course field, the thin air. Yeah, give me all the offense. Nineteen yes. runs last night. I'm not super worried about regression. I think you're going to continue to see offense there. Uh, the over is actually 22 and 11 in Braves games where Atlanta is favored. And I think that's a little bit because, you know, their, their bats show up when they're expected to win. It's sometimes their pitching that can be a little shaky, especially earlier in the season. So I like some of the signals we're getting there. And then I'm on the Red Sox uh, in Oakland. Uh, they, they haven't been as hot as I think people thought they would, but Oakland's just a terrible team at home. They're like 7-21 and 21 when they're playing in the Coliseum. There'll be more Red Sox fans there than, than A's fans probably. Ryan, I know you're not a big run line guy, but what I like to do is I'll bet the number, whatever it is, just the straight money line, like one unit play, and then I'll take half a unit and bet it on the run line. And that way it's kind of a wash if it's a one-run game. And if it does end up being a two-run game or more, then you cover both and you, uh, you hit it pretty well. I like that. I like that breakdown. I, be, well. I, I I do do that occasionally as well, man. It's just I've just got burned the last uh, well, really like the last two months on the run line. So I've just 
I've just changed. I my have too, but for some reason I keep betting them. I just hope things get better for me, and they just don't. So, um, speaking <laughs> of things that haven't gotten or did not go uh, better for me last night, all night long, I had the money line for the Golden State Warriors, and we felt bad about it when we had to leave the studio last night at eleven. We felt that Boston had a run in them. Not only did they have a run, they had a finish. They came back and they they just finished off the job. Their fourth quarter was nothing like I've ever seen. What were your immediate takeaways from that game, and how does it impact how you're capping this series going forward here? So my my takeaway, uh, I'll start broad here. My takeaway on the Warriors in general over the last two to three weeks has been that they're overpriced. Basically, at the start of the conference finals, when you looked at the Warriors' price, it was the last big liability that a lot of sports books had. And so they really overpriced Golden State, trying to encourage action on the other side. So coming into the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals, my take was I want to buy other positions because if Golden State is overvalued, that means almost definitionally there is value in other places. I chased the Heat. I bought a, I bought a bunch of Miami positions. I won some of them. Like uh, I bet the Heat to be up 2-1 over the Celtics. I, I bet big on that game one. So I, I won some of those. I lost some other ones. And coming into the finals here, I don't think the status quo had really changed on the Golden State overvalued bit. So I, I thought when you look at the finals, it was Celtics or pass. And I, I did this whole spiel on the podcast this week uh, about if you're going to bet this, this, the finals, you got to bet the Celtics at the plus number before the series starts. I took the Celtics on the money line last night, which I thought was dead in the water after the third quarter. They have the big comeback. So I, I'll give the same caveat that I gave when we were talking about the Heat Celtics series a couple weeks ago. If you like Golden State, this is the time to bet them, right? It's time to go back to the well. You can get them at the plus money, uh, and that's a good spot to bet them here. But I think in general, the Celtics are going to be kind of kind of undervalued even now when they're up 1-0. They get the road win, and, and they're still kind of a short favorite here at minus 165 at BetMGM right now. So I think we're looking for spots to get value with Golden State if you like the Warriors to come back and win this thing. And if not, I think you're looking to create value for yourself with the Celtics. I would probably stay away from a side in game two. If anything, I'm looking to bet the over. The over is eight and two in the last uh, in the last 10 Celtics games. So, I mean, just lots of offense. And I, I think with the Warriors, we don't necessarily expect that to go away anytime soon. But that, that's one trend I would definitely be looking to chase. And then one more. Basically, the spreads have been irrelevant for these two teams. They've played 35 combined games in the playoffs. The spread has mattered in five of them. So if you like the Celtics or whoever the dog is in each individual game going forward, it's bet the dog or bet the favorite minus the spread. I would even look at all spreads because the number just has not mattered in the playoffs for these two teams so far. Do you see any value playing like leading points leader, rebounder, or finals MVP, especially when Tatum's coming off a not a great performance and he's plus 140 because Boston has the 1-0 lead? Uh, any value in somebody like Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, or maybe Al Horford, or any other uh, futures market that's still available in the NBA with only a couple games left? I think Jalen Brown has the least value right now just because of how his numbers moved after game one. Yeah, I mean, Jalen, he played a nice game. They didn't win that game because of Jalen Brown. He scored. He had like a nice 22 or 24 point night, whatever it was. But he shot less than 50% from the field. It wasn't a super efficient night. They didn't win the game because of him. They won the game because Derek White now scored for yeah. 47 points and hit 11 threes. So the fact that 
going into game one, Jalen Brown is 10 to one to win finals MVP. After game one, he's five to one. I feel that line has moved way too far. Not a lot of value there for me. I would look at, I, I mean, the, the number of things I think would, that would need to happen for somebody like Al Horford or, or Marcus Smart or like one of like Derek White, even like one of the down ballot, like bigger number kind of guys to win that award. That would be pretty surprising to me. I still think if I want to take a position on finals MVP, it's probably Steph Curry. I was surprised before game one to see the difference between the Warriors odds to win the finals and then Curry's MVP odds. Uh, Before game one, the, the Warriors were minus 160, but Curry was plus 110. So that if you look at the implied odds, I know I'm getting a little math wonky here. We like math. We like it. Yeah, we we like it. So that's like an 18 – that's a 14% difference in the implied odds. And I just can't see a 14% chance that the Warriors win the finals, but somebody else wins uh, finals MVP. Just because – I mean, it's not – that's not how this stuff works. It's such a narrative award. You've got writers talking all the time about how they regret their vote for Iguodala in 2015 and how that's turned into this big media narrative. Yeah. So it just feels to me like there's nobody else on the Warriors that can win that award except for Steph Curry. So now looking at the odds after game one, you've got the Warriors plus 140 to win the final, Steph plus 180. That's still a 6% gap in the implied odds. There's still value there. So if you're looking for Warriors best, I think Seth Curry to win finals MVP is at the very top of the list. Chase, with football winding down, or basketball winding down, rather, I asked Mark the same thing. We had him in hour number one. What are you turning your attention to? When do you, when do you start putting on your NFL goggles? Are they on partially? Do you have one NFL contact in the left eye, then an MLB contact in the right eye? Like When do you, when do you start transitioning over to the, to, the, to the next phase of handicapping? Well, it's right around now for me, but that's partially podcast driven because, you know, the Lion's Edge, which is the podcast that, that Andrew and I, I host for BetMGM, Andrew Dowdy, my partner, we do divisional breakdowns like week by week, episode by episode. So we start that right around now. So I really start diving in basically when I get back from vacation, getting real deep into all the rosters and, and what the NFC East is doing and the AFC West and, you know, all, all the all the divisional stuff, all the numbers, all the wonky stuff. Uh, we we get into that right around now. I personally, I'm a big tennis guy, and so when yeah. you combine tennis, yeah, so when you combine tennis and baseball, you just have those crazy long calendar sports. I feel like I never really want for action. If anything, I kind of have to force myself to take a little betting vacation in the middle of the summer because I'm. I mean, tennis especially, it's like an 11 month sport. You just never really really are off. So I'll get to Wimbledon, and that'll wrap up around July 4th, and then I'll take a little break. Uh, the, the men's final this, this weekend, Casparud against Nadal, that'll be Sunday morning our time. Yeah, It's a big favorite. you, you got to lay six bucks to get Nadal, but he, there's just no way he's losing that game. I mean, it's, I know he's a little older. I know he's battling injuries. I even thought there was a lane to bet against him when he played Djokovic in the quarterfinal a couple days ago. Same. He's not losing to Casparud in the final. He, that's just not happening. So I'm happy to lay the six bucks. Wow, yeah, I got no problem with that. Hey, we only got like 30 seconds. US, uh, USC this season, over or under on their win total year one for our guy Lincoln Riley? I would lean over. Yep, I know same here. The, the media the media hype has gotten a little out of control. I know Colin Cowherd's doing like PR for USC at this <laughs> yeah, point on, on they, Fox Because they, they let him uh, walk around on the sidelines, so he thinks he's like part yeah. of the team now. 
it's a little out of control, and I, I fear the market is shot up at this point. But if you're going to bet it, you have to go over because you're talking about a really great quarterback and a really great coach, and it's hard to bet an under on that. Thanks so much, dude. Thank you, Chase. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, guys. That was Chase Kitty joining us on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQO. Now to get $15 off your first month, that's GetRoman.com slash BetQL.